Okay, and we're live. So today we got a great guest for you. It's Kevin Avery from Up in Lindsay. He's known as the Farm Specialist. So Kevin, why don't you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, my name's Kevin Avery, and uh, I have been in the business 20 years as of March. This year will be 20 years. And uh, we, uh, our team has been known for farms. It was mainly my specialty, and then we grew out of that into a team and uh, we specialize in uh, farms and rural type properties around uh, city Quartha Lakes and uh, stretching over into Peterborough County a little bit and towards Newmarket. So how much would you say of your business comes from doing farms then? Um, I would say about 50% of our business is farms and rural type properties. Okay, so why don't you tell people Not why? Not all farmers buying them, actually, quite a few um, people out of the city buy them as weekend getaways, so oh, okay. <laughs> it's not all just farmers, but right. um, they're buying a lifestyle choice. Yeah, so what made you get into that, just so people can get a good understanding of why that's your specialty? I, I, I grew up around farms and um, and loved them, and actually when I got into this business, uh, one of my mentors was uh, a fellow named John White, and he was our broker back in those days when I was at Remax, and then later Royal LePage. Um, but he uh, he was very focused on farms in his early part of his career. But he told me to pick something that I'm passionate about and that I like doing, and that uh, he promised me if I did that I would flourish and uh, it wouldn't feel that much like work to me. <laughs> and do you agree now so after 20 years? Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I can honestly say um you know, I love what I do and uh you know, it uh it it, it doesn't feel like work most days. It's so the odd day. <laughs> <laughs> We're in real estate, so <laughs> there's always going to be those days. Um what would you say that differentiates you from just an average real estate agent then? Um I think if you're a realtor that focuses just on condos or just on uh, in-town properties, you maybe uh, have a lot smaller geographic area, so <clears throat> the market's much, you know, much smaller that you have to pay attention to. For us, we cover a geographic area basically from Campbellford down to the lakeshore, maybe around Brighton, and all the way north to maybe. Uh, Kinmount, and then as far west as Newmarket, even uh, a little past Newmarket from time to time. Okay. So you've got about four or five different boards that you have to kind of pay attention to. Right. And, you know, you've got a lot of different markets that, you know, are moving at different paces, you know? Yeah. So it just, I think you need to pay more attention to, you know, the different areas versus if you're just geographically in one small area you know yeah so for the listeners what was the, what would you say is the average price point for the farms that you're working with then um i would say in the half million range okay and now versus the residential you know, side uh, what would you say is the average price for residential in the area just for an, in our market i'd say 250 260 okay so you're at a higher price so so which is good for you <laughs> yeah like um you know, agents that make uh, comparable dollars to what we do do two to three times the deals that we do, right? Right. So that's a lot more showings, a lot more, 
ads in the paper, if you will, on the listing side, uh, a lot more uh, personalities to deal with, you know? Yep. Now, do That's you f- what I, I've always liked. Do you find... You know, one, you- one of our deals is... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Keep on. I just said, like, one of our deals often equals two or three normal residential deals, and like I said, about half of our business is still... Um, made up the other half of our business if you will would be made up of residential condos uh waterfront you know yeah a bit of commercial so so with the farms do you find you attract a certain type of clientele or personality type that you can work with yes see um you know for me i've never been able to cold call or prospect um, others have done very, very well at it, yeah. and I commend them. But for me, um, it actually, I kind of stumbled upon it. Um, my brokers would tell me that you need to make 100 phone calls a day, and out of that, you're going to get 10 leads, and then you're going to get one, you know. Yeah. And I, I just, I tried it, and I just couldn't handle that many no's in a day. <laughs> and so I used to go, and I would hide at the local stockyards or farm sales or where farmers hang out I right. go for coffee in the mornings at the diner where the farmers all go yeah and uh, you uh, you become one of them and then I found for me I was just always top of mind when they thought about real estate they knew that they'd see me two to three times a week some of these people so right you know it never entered their minds probably to call anybody else because they knew they'd see me at the coffee shop or at the farm sailor. Yeah. So and it worked. It worked. You know, it was it was basically a marketing ploy, I guess. Yeah. I didn't realize that at the time. I thought <laughs> I was just hiding from the work that it found me. <laughs> Which is good. So now that yeah. you're in, in full production, what kind of numbers are you guys doing then? If you want to share that. Um, like from an end from, point yeah. of view. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Like, uh, I. Total, I think our high watermark was a couple of years ago, um, and we had uh, sixty-three or four ends. Okay. So had a fairly large team. Um, I found for my market, I've shrunk it back. There's just three of us on the team right now. Okay. Um, because as people moved on, um, I wasn't able to get. People that weren't used to farms didn't grow up around it. I couldn't get them speaking and thinking the way I do. Right. And and they didn't blend with, you know what I mean? Like yep. it was like a square peg in a round hole, if you will. Yep. Um, so, and I found, you know, with my life has gone through a few changes, uh, divorce-wise and also, <laughs> yep. my life needed to get a bit simpler. Yep. We, we had a, a, a big team at one point, but um, I'd say like this year, there's, you know, the two main players are Kate and I and, and we have a fellow named Ed that does a bit as well but the main ones are Kate and I and and we would do uh, combined this year probably um, in that 35 to 40 end range okay now for those people who don't know actually when I first got my license I went to you <laughs> and you wanted to hire me yep. I didn't end up working with you yeah um, but we've always we've stayed in contact ever since so yeah it's been a it's yeah. been interesting to watch you and your career and, and watch where you go with the team and stuff that's funny, you know, like I've I've gone to a lot of team building um, 
events, but, um, you know, I think the team is maybe a more accepted in the urban areas. Right. Um, for my rural clients, like, I found that I, I was getting a lot of pushback where people were saying, well, I called Kevin, but I didn't get him. Right. You know, and and, and the, I, th- I think you don't get that in the urban setting. They don't, as long as they're getting the service they want. But my trouble is people couldn't talk intelligently about the farms, right? Like, right. And, and I think the reason I'm good at selling farms is I'm actually daydreaming about what they have. Like I say, oh, I'd love to have that barn or I'd yeah. love to have... <laughs> that land or you know yeah. where <laughs> i see it agents come out of the city all the time to show our farms and and they go oh it's it smells it's dirty <laughs> yeah. you want me to walk all the way back to that fence line like <laughs> you know it's a different mentality you know yeah, yeah. where i go to the city and and i think i how can i even find a parking spot <laughs> so uh, so i mean i think that's why i'm good at it is in that world, you know? Yeah, and, that, and that's totally important. And that's with the purpose of this podcast is, again, to help people find what they're good at, what they love, and what they're passionate about, and make it their business. And you've done a good job, for sure, at doing that. So if you're looking back at your business over the last 20 years, what would you say was the biggest uh, biggest breakthrough for you with your with your career? Um, there was a few things. It's, um, I guess... <clears throat> when you realize that moment, when you realize that, you know, you're doing something that pays very well and um, you seem to be good at and you're passionate about and people respond to that. Like, <clears throat> the biggest thing was when I realized I, I went to a seminar and I unfortunately can't remember passionately about what you're selling and you're excited, um, that will transfer to your buyer because you know they don't want to buy something from someone that's monotone and not that into it so um, when I started really practicing that and seeing people respond to it it made me more confident and then as you every deal you do you and then I think if if you could when you kind of hone that in and you, you can speak confidently but maybe not cocky, um, in our market anyways, they respond to that, you know. Yep. And they they feel like, hey, you know, this person knows what they're doing and I'm not going to have any surprises because there's a way more to think about when you buy a farm than there is when you buy a house right. down, you know. There's tons of variables and, and uh, it can cost you tens of thousands of dollars if you're not... Uh, educated to what you're buying yeah and a lot of people don't realize There's how much it is people. even just land i tell people like i'd rather sell a house than you know, just land average, itself yeah like for us like there's the variables you know there could be tile drainage loans that someone has on the farm that aren't paid off that will get stuck with a new buyer like you've got well problems you've got septic problems you know yep. or could have you know yeah um, there's just a million things to think about that are relevant. And, um, you know, if people, it'd be no different than me going in. I think we lost you there. Okay, we got uh, disconnected there, so we're back again. So you we were just discussing some of the issues that you have when potentially buying a, a farm. Um, 
Yeah. So what would you say is the biggest downfall for that then or the biggest issue that people run into with buying a farm? Um, there can be a few. Like, there can be hidden problems with wells, septics, um, tile drain loans and things like that that can come back and cost the buyer tens of thousands if they're not careful. There can be fence line disputes, um, you know, with a neighbor that, that haven't been disclosed or, you know, so there can be, there can be some big, you know, ramifications if, if uh, people aren't uh, aware of what's going on, you know. Yeah. One of the biggest ones that people don't realize, and, and it's more so the buyer that would come out of the city that wants the 1800s brick house up on top of the hill with lots of view and what happens is they're usually back a great big long laneway and uh, the hydro poles getting to that house most times will belong to the seller right or or in the future it'll be the buyer and you know in a windstorm or something if they start breaking off uh, people can find out they could have uh, somewhere between a 10 and thirty thousand dollar expense right so you yeah. want to know going into it do I do I own these posts am I Responsible or is Hydro One responsible? You know, yep. That's one that people run into often. So, for attracting business, would you say most of your business is buyers or sellers then, or what? What would you say the split would be? Uh, fifty-fifty. Okay. Um, fifty. We do get a lot of sellers. We do double end a lot. Who nowadays? But uh, we. Um, we attract a lot of buyers to our listings, but you know I think it's it goes hand in hand. Like you get listings because you've got lots of buyers, but you know those listings attract more buyers, right? The yep. inventory. Yep. Um, about 1998, probably I bought the name CanadaFarms.com. Yeah, and uh, it's helped me over the years attract some European and overseas buyers you know, give you a bit better reach for, because I, I mean, you don't, you don't always find a buyer within five miles of the property, you know? Right. Um, they're, they're coming a lot farther away. So do you connect with other agents who do farms at all? Across uh, yeah. Canada or other areas? Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's this, um, we had some farmers locally here. They, they were very old and they, had gone out to BC to work when they were, I guess, basically back in the depression. And these two brothers, they they said, if you would keep working um, through the end of your agreement, the, the year that they were supposed to work, would give you this piece of land. Mm -hmm. So, um, ironically, he come to me and said, could you find me an agent at West? So I did. I found him an agent that I had done a little bit with in BC. And turns out, when I phoned her, she said, oh my goodness, we've been looking for this person for years. Huh. Basically, the town of Coquitlam grew up around this piece of land, and they couldn't find the owner. Wow. Because he, he was pretty off the grid kind of thing, like he was an old-timer. Yeah. So, I mean, they, I think in their mind, they thought it was going to be worth about uh, fifty or 60000 They said that the guy owed them um, $4,000, the two brothers. Right. <laughs> But they instead gave him this piece of land. Well, I think, if memory serves me, it brought four hundred or four hundred and fifty thousand. Wow! So, uh, you know, it was kind of neat to hook up with someone out there. I have, I have 
agents in Alberta and Saskatchewan I've done business with and Manitoba, you know. Yeah. More so in the western provinces than the east, but um Right. You know, yeah, you do you do uh meet up and 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 I I have quite a few in western Ontario that I work back and forth with. Cuz lots of times people uh, just scare them away and they come down here. Yeah. Because the prices are west of Toronto are outrageous compared to here. Yeah, they're they're high for sure. Yeah. So, what would you say marketing wise? Like, what what's the thing for you? Or what's a big thing for you marketing with this? It's a bit. I mean, it's been a transition. Um, there's far more social media now than there used to be, um, and and it was getting your head around the ad in the Western paper, the Ontario Farmer, or, you know. And now it's transitioned into Facebook and. Like I've got people following me on Facebook from um, Australia, you know, Britain, all over Europe. Yeah. Um, so I, I think for me the key has been, if, uh, like our prices have been very good compared to other parts of the world. Right. So, you know, I I want a buyer to come here and think that they're buying a deal. Right. <laughs> you know, so if someone's used to here for five or six thousand an acre that's a much easier um, sale than it is if someone's used to paying a thousand dollars an acre and now I'm trying to get them to pay six thousand an acre you know yep so I found that you know if you can and and for me I find um, and, and I'm still pretty new at it but with the social media and that Facebook especially the more of those like-minded groups you can interact with, comment, and 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 put your product in front of. The more you get um, buyers from that, yeah. And it's getting to be less so the ad in the paper. You know, I think the ad in the paper is more important for me to get the listings. Right, you're getting uh, a local local farmers who want to sell their home with you, but to actually yeah, attract the buyers, it's from online. Yeah, and and. I went through a phase, if you had asked me that question three or four years ago, I would have said that I was very anti-paper, but I, I think I've come to the realization that I, I always thought the paper was dead because, you know, five out of six leads you get come off the email. Right. But I think people still go to that paper and they look at it, but the thing is then they go to the website. Right. So I think it's still a, a jumping off point. Yeah. But, um, you know, for us, uh, certainly our web-based marketing is uh, huge and and word of mouth like I said it's the getting the listings is more of a handshake and a like I'm working on a deal right now with a farm and I've known the guy for years but it's kind of the, one of those things out of sight out of mind and he's never asked me to do anything before but I back in October I went to a farm sale one day and I bumped into him we talked and he said, geez, if you ever get a buyer, let me know. And a week later, I phoned him and said, I've got a buyer. Can I show it? And, you know. Yeah, you put it together. Yeah, and, and so we've got a conditional offer on that. And then we're going to list the backup place. And then he's now gone and bought a place, you know. And uh, it's funny, you know, that's, I think, where my non-farm business comes from. Like, for example, the offer that we have in place right now for the... Uh, the guy selling the farm, he actually, unfortunately, he fell in love with one of those uh, listings on the internet that we don't like to see. 
Yeah. <laughs> something about the guys or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I went in, and, you know, I said, I'm not going to prejudge. I went, and I phoned them, and they said, yeah, we'll cooperate with you, and I showed it. But then last night we put the deal together, and they said, you know, we're, we're needing to move down south a bit. Could you help us on that end? So, you know, so, you know, that's a good part of, you know, the marketing, right? Like, that's, I think why I still have any residential business is these farmers, when they leave the farm, they go buy a right. house. So. so you're not actively, or you're not actively trying to get that residential business. It just comes as a, as a default from doing the farms. It, it's funny, you know, I, and it could be partly my demeanor, but I mean, when I go into a farm appointment, I walk in there thinking that there's a seven out of 10 chance that I'm getting this, right. maybe even eight out of 10. But it's funny if on the off chance I get called in town and I go in against some of the big boys in town and big girls in town that do all the, you know, business, yeah. I go in there thinking, like, lightning would have to strike for me to get <laughs> So, I mean, maybe I'm partly my own worst enemy, but, um, you know, yes, when that's how I tend to get, it, it, you know, it's either re- repeat business that gets me into town or someone's come into town and... You know they're going in from the farm to town, so right. That's kind of where that part of the business comes from, and and I think that's where we utilize the team the most is in that in-town market because I found very quickly the farm market. If you couldn't walk and talk the market, you know the language, yeah. then they weren't they weren't going to get anything yeah. done. Yeah, they'll smell you coming, so yeah, if they know. And it's funny, you know, when I'm at a farm sale or a livestock sale, and a realtor comes in it's funny how the reaction like people look at it well, you don't belong here you must have a farm listing or something yeah you don't want us to buy yeah you know <laughs> but um, I've always been lucky I found my business came when I wasn't looking for it right when I like you know and, and like I said I've known lots of agents that have done very very well prospecting for it but just a quick little side note there was the local stockyards it shut down in 2003 and my business went down 30 percent that year wow what it was was every friday people would think that i was out there just hiding from work and just mingling but there would be like an unofficial lineup people would kind of mosey over and they'd sit down beside you and they'd say uh come see me on thursday i don't want anyone to know (laughs) you know and so when that place closed down those farmers, when they're at home, when I go into their place, they're busy. It's like me walking in right now, trying to list the house with you. When you're doing your interview, you're going to say, well, I'm busy right now. I don't want to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, and they were the same way. When you go to their house, they'd hardly give me the time of day. So I really struggled for a couple of years to find another place where farmers congregated and drank coffee and socialized. So it wasn't with, just Tim Hortons then? Or? No. Like, that's the couple they... <laughs> dispersed but like that stockyards it was like a mecca for them you know yeah so it's um you know and it's once you kind of identify that but i was for the first year after the place closed i was pretty shell-shocked like i my business didn't come nearly as easy as it used to (laughs) Mm -hmm. but now you know you find a few other outlets where you go and you're adapting and uh you get it back again so uh, if you were to redo your business from scratch 20 years ago and if you were to t- give yourself advice in the future, what would you change or what would you do? Would you do it all the same or what would you do differently? 
I would uh, I would constantly remind myself that it's a people business and it's a face to face business. What I'm doing, yeah, uh, and uh, you know, it was the same back then. The 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 old timers, if you will, in those days would look at you and say, "You uh, you can't get a signature on the phone." Yeah, um, you got to see these people, and you know, and I think that's my biggest challenge was overcoming confidence issues you know like i was really afraid of people when i got into this business like i definitely afraid of the word no and <laughs> um i i find that uh if you uh you know if you act as an educator and a facilitator to these people they will they will flock to you you know yep. um and i i I don't think I would change a lot other than I would, I've gone through the pit, peaks and valleys, I guess the biggest thing, back to my mentor, John, um, he used to tell me to use a farming analogy, he said like most realtors, if you were to do a 12-month cycle, January, February, and March, they're starving for business, and they get back to the basics and they do all the things that make you business, and then April, May, June, July, August you're picking the fruit from those things you did back in the winter. And so the money's flowing and you're busy and you're doing all kinds of actual real estate work. And then as you near Christmas again, it's petering out. And like, so what he used to say is you'd have to plant a seed every day. Yeah. Right? So the moment that you stop prospecting and like for me, I used to go and sit in the mall cause I, I hated cold calling. <laughs> I would sit in the mall with the guy, back in those days and um, I'd get to know them and, and they'd ask for 15 or 20 cards a week from me they'd, they'd have stacks of my cards and every Monday they'd call me and say we're out get me some more and I said yeah. what are you guys doing are you throwing them at people like, <laughs> but they would they would approach people if I sat there and do it they'd think I was sleazy but yeah. they, they would say to someone sitting in the mall you think of buying a house call my yeah. agent his name's Kevin he's good yeah and uh, it was the same with the farms, right? I have a whole army of people now that when anyone even breathes the word listing or selling or buying, or like they're on me. They're like, call this person. I've told them about you, and you need to call them today. Yeah. So that, for me, was, you know, cultivating those relationships are paramount, I think, in your yeah. beginning of your career. Because once you use up your friends and your family, they bought and sold for the first time, then you've got a long wait until... Yeah they're ready to do it again you know you got to get out there and make some business okay so we'll right. wrap up um well wrap up always wrap up with the uh, golden nugget so what's one golden nugget or one piece of advice that you would give to people if they're listening oh um i i would say for i i'm, I'm sure it translates into residential but um you know you shouldn't just wait for the phone to ring like you should do something like for me like I said it was the the community areas where you know we did a lot of um, fundraising and stuff for different causes over the years and I think that's important you know if you go and join a group or get out and and be around the people and and don't be afraid to wear your whatever your company's logo is like because people love to talk real estate and the more you can talk to people and, and uh, show them that you uh, are a professional, I think the more business will come your way. 
but if you uh, shrink into the corner and don't go and see people and mingle, I think you're going to be in for a long business or long uh, hard go. Okay, so that's great. Um, so, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you or check you out or find out what you're doing? Um, we have a couple of websites: uh, CanadaFarms.com, yeah, or ChooseTeamAvery.com. Okay. Or uh, they can phone us directly at uh, 705-324-2552. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, if anyone has questions about farms or has any deals for Kevin up in the in the area, be sure to pass them on to him. Um, so, yeah, thank you for being on the show. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thanks. Okay.